Hello and welcome to Kingdom Conversations, a ministry of Faith Covenant Church. We are so excited to have you today as we talk about all things related to the Kingdom of God. Hello and welcome back to Kingdom Conversations. I just am having the best time with my good friend, Debbie Friley, as we're doing a series of conversations about topics that we learn about in the Freedom Workshop. And so this next topic is near and dear to my heart. Um, It's called Relational Reading. How to Read Your Bible would be another title that you could use. And the reason it's so near and dear to me is I radically gave my life to the Lord when I was 19 years old. I was in every Bible study that came my way. I was involved in church all the time. And yet I did not feel a consistent closeness with God. I would have moments of motivation. Um, And so God put Debbie in my life. This was, I say, 22 years ago. And I only remember it because I was pregnant with Seth. And I came over to her house and Debbie... Friley taught me how to read my Bible. And it was so simple. There, You don't need like a special system. You need your Bible. That's all you need. And so Debbie, would you take a minute and introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about how you fell in love with reading your Bible? Uh, well, um, I have been a missionary on staff with the Navigators for, uh, I think, over 40 years now. And The minute I became a Christian, I was taught how to have a quiet time, and I was just blown away by the power of the Word of God. I I had no idea that all that was in there. I thought it was a boring book. (laughs) Uh, And so um, I really didn't have to fight to have my quiet time. But as time went on, the fight began, and it still is here, because there's one thing that that dark side over there doesn't want us to do, and that is listen to God's voice through his word. And so I do know that it is a choice that I have to make every day to sit down with this love letter called the Bible and to be intentional Mm -hmm. and soak in it. But your question was, how did I come about to what we're going to talk about reading relationally? Mm -hmm. And that is... I just remember one day I was reading my Bible and I was so overwhelmed because I thought there's nothing, I can't do what I'm reading. Mm. Now I'm having a conversation with myself to start off with. Yeah. I just can't do what I'm reading. I'm overwhelmed. I mean, gosh, I'm a new Christian. I mean, how do you do all this? It was just this. And then I started talking to God, repeating this same thing again. And I remember that I slid off my bed on my knees and then I have my Bible in front of me on my bed and I just I said God could you please talk to me here I'm so frustrated and I know that you just don't want me to like crank this out that doesn't feel right um and I opened my Bible which you if you're going to do that you better know the context it's in which I did it was in John 15 and it was John 15 5 and it says I'm the vine and God was clearly speaking to me see I just spoke to him and asked him a question Mm. I'm the vine, you're the branches. He who abides in me, which that definition is unbroken fellowship. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, which of course, who doesn't want to bear much fruit for the kingdom? For apart from me, you can do nothing. Mm. And then it was just like God started impressing upon me. Look, I know there's not one thing you can do in this Bible that you can do, Mm -hmm. but you can do all of it through me who strengthened you. 
So if you want to do what you're reading, why don't you just ask me? So let's say if I'm in Proverbs chapter three, verse five, it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. I'm, I, I might feel convicted because whatever God is speaking to me about in regard to that, maybe I'm not trusting him. So then I interact with him. You know, God, I'm not trusting you with all my heart, but I want to. Yes. Do you see, instead of feeling guilty and condemned because I'm not doing what I'm reading, yes. and guilt and condemnation is not coming from hearing God's voice, it's right. coming from the other side. Yes. And, and you have to learn to identify that by asking God to help you do that. And so I just turned it around. I said, God, you know, I'm not trusting you with all my heart, whatever the topic was. I don't even remember. It was so long ago. But I want to trust you with all my heart. Would you help me with that? Mm. At that moment, it became relational. Yes. It was intimate. It was real. And I never stopped. That was I had been a Christian four years. I still felt like a babe at that point. But I never turned back from reading the Bible like that yeah. because God, you know, spoke to my heart. It's like, look, basically I know that you want to do what you're reading, Yes. but you can't do it apart from me. So if you want to do it, why don't you ask me? <laughs> I felt so silly because it's such a simple thing to understand, but I was just more like under the law. Yeah. When you say that, I think of um, John 5, 39 and 40, and it says, you study the scriptures diligently, but you do not know me. If you knew me, you would know that the scriptures point to me. And I've thought so many times that the Pharisees and the Sadducees, Mm -hmm. they knew more than the 12 apostles for sure, right? Right. But the apostles, they got it, that the whole purpose of the word was knowing the word, having a relationship with him. Mm -hmm. And that's what I feel like you've done differently. When we read scripture for context, when we're just trying to find out information, that is not relationship. That's a checking of the box. And that's a, there's a dryness mm-hmm. that comes with that. Do I think context is important? I think it is so important. We do not ever want to take God's word out of context. But I think if you stop there, that's where the atheists, that's where agnostics, even Satan and the demons know about who Jesus is, mm-hmm. but they don't intimately know him. So relational reading, what you gave to me, the gift you gave me as I began practicing this was beginning that relationship and continuing that relationship each and every day. I love reading through slowly. It's not a race. You taught me it's not a race. Take your time, savor the bites, mm-hmm. enjoy that. Right. Changes everything. Can you remember the first time? What is the, the first? Well, it was the um, John fifteen five, which mm-hmm. the very first scripture. So, how did that stay with you after you walked away from reading your Bible? Well, it's kind of piggybacking on what you just said because um, it's not knowing about God; yeah. it's knowing God. Yes. And and so when you read His Word, you do get to know about Him, but you can't stop there. Because you get, you have to know him. It's like, I can know about Mary Arnold, but that doesn't mean I know her. Yes. So would you rather me know about you or to know you? Yeah. Yes. Big difference. Right. That, because just knowing about you, there's no intimacy there. Yeah. But it's it was that moment of understanding that, wow, I can know about God and know him also. Yeah. Can you quickly tell us the story of your Hawaiian trip? That really illustrates this okay. beautifully. <clears throat> Lord, help me do quickly. Okay, so a friend of mine uh, said, Debbie, I know you just enjoyed this great trip to Hawaii, and I'd love to come over and hear about it. And so I said, sure. And so she came to the door, and she said, well, I have an hour because I have to go pick up my son. And so we sat at the table having coffee and talking, and 
um, except I was doing all the talking. And um, I was just telling her all these things that God did and how beautiful it was. And it was just going on and on and on. And she was, it looked like she was listening to me, definitely. But um, I noticed throughout the whole hour, she never said anything. Mm. Nothing. How'd that make you like, feel? Yeah, like, is she really listening? Does, does she really want to know what I'm, what I did? Does she really care? I mean, I felt like, I felt invisible a little bit, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. And so, um, anyway, she looked at her watch and she said, oh, well, you know, I have to go because I got to pick up my son. And I said, oh, well, you know, thank you for coming. And I'm thinking, there's no interaction there. So it was flat. It was just flat and no substance. And she was there, but she wasn't there. Um, and I remember thinking, whoa, this is what I do to God. Mm. If I just read his word and listen to what he has to say and don't interact. Wow. Okay. So it was a nice day outside. My window was open. And so she left and I was just feeling kind of deflated actually. And, but I hear her out in my driveway, a mutual friend of ours had pulled up and she was coming over. She, she wanted to hear about the trip and I had something to give her as well. And so the friend that was just with me said to her, and I could hear this through the window, oh my gosh, are you going to uh, hear what Debbie has to share about her trip to Hawaii? And she said, yeah. And she said, oh, you're not going to believe all the things God did, all the doors he opened. And she was just like, she was listening to me, mm. but she never interacted with me. Mm. And I thought, oh my gosh, again, that's what we do to God. Yeah. And so, wow, talk about a profound lesson right there. So let's stop in that because how many times have I done that? Like I have this great quiet time. I'm, I'm reading, reading, reading. I'm highlighting. I'm underlining. I'm defining. I'm doing all those things, but I'm not interacting. That connection. And then I, the, the connection's gone. And then I go and I start telling people about what I learned this morning. But the one person I'm supposed to interact with... I have forgotten. And so it lacks endurance, doesn't it? It's like so fleeting because there's no connection, right. no relationship. Well, you know, I, Jesus, like he would, he would have done anything to get us back when sin separated us from him. And he did. Yeah. And so he didn't just do it for us to be uh, spouting all these things out about him. He did it because he wanted this intimacy with, we're his kids. Yeah. And just think of any parent, you know, your child comes home, something's wrong. You say to them when they walk in, uh, is everything okay? Uh, yeah, everything's fine. They go in and close the door. How do you feel, Mary? Yeah. Uh, left out? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Empty. Yeah. Because you want to have that interaction yeah. with them. Yeah. And so it's the same with God. God's like, I don't care how much you know until I know how much you care. Yeah. And then when you start falling in love with him... And that's it right there. Because yes. that's when you minister out of the abundance of your relationship with the Father. You don't have to tell somebody that's in love with another person, go talk about that other person. They're looking for an audience. Yes. And that's why I believe that people have a hard time sharing the gospel. Because they think it is, you know, you have to have all these facts and you have to, well, you know the facts. You pray to receive Christ. And so you, you can hardly wait to talk about this one that you spend time with every day. Yeah. You can hardly wait. You want to, I feel comfortable talking to the lady in the grocery store yes. about God. Yeah. And she feels comfortable because I feel comfortable. And that makes all the difference. It does. I know we're running out of time, but I just feel like 
it would be unfair if we did not take some time at the very end and practice what it means mm-hmm. to relationally read because it's super simple. We can overcomplicate it. And I just want to say, audience, if you're listening, know that God made you. He knows you. Um, my husband's interaction with God is going to be a lot shorter than maybe mine. I'm a little wordier than he is. You just come as you are. It's all about the relationship. As a matter of fact, if you see Scott and I sit on the couch, you know who does most of the talking? Scott. No, I'm kidding. Me. And he's a great listener. But when he speaks, it's so profound. That's that's the way it is with the Father, right? Amen. Yes. So if you're listening and you have your Bible, would you grab it? Because it's fun to do this together. And I'm going to ask you to open to chapter uh, 91 of Psalms. So Psalm 91. And what Debbie and I are going to do, we have different translations, I think. I have NIV. And Debbie, what do you have? NLT. NLT. I want you to see how imperfect this is. And just know, I always say this, even when we're doing this at a conference, there is nothing more intimate than when you're doing it by yourself and nobody else is up, you have no makeup on, and you are sitting there just interacting with the Lord. But we're going to practice it together. And just know that if you start reading today or tomorrow morning, you start this relational reading, it takes practice. It will become so normal and natural, but you have to be intentional. Is that Mm -hmm. true? Amen. Yeah. So Psalm 91, and we always open by praying and asking, Father, would you give us eyes to see and ears to hear? Would you help us? Debbie and I right now, we're sitting here with microphones in front of us, but God, we don't want to perform. Lord, we're asking you to meet with us right now in this moment. So Debbie, would you get us started? Mm Mm-hmm. Father, thank you for your life-giving words. Um, Thank you that everything you speak proves true. And Lord, uh, we just enter your gates into your word this morning, this afternoon with great thanksgiving. Lord, you said those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. And Lord, I just have to stop there on verse 1 because, Lord, living in that shelter is intentional, and I need you to help me with that because sometimes I get out from underneath your shelter Uh, in my behavior and actions. I know it doesn't change my position with you, but Lord, to have that, what you talk about here, to have that rest. And it's not just with anybody, it's with you, the most high God. And to find that rest in your shadow, Lord. And Lord, when I'm not feeling restful, I pray that this verse would come back to my mind because I really need, Lord, to partake of what you have already offered me and done for me and provided for me. And I just thank you for being such an amazing provider. Verse two. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Lord, thank you that you truly are my refuge and my fortress. Thank you that you are my God whom I trust. Lord, I just thank you for your faithfulness in my life. I thank you that I can trust that you have all things work together in ways that I may not see momentarily, but I can trust that. Verse 3. For he will rescue you from every trap and protect you from deadly diseases. And Father, you didn't say you might rescue me here. You said you will rescue me. And Lord, it doesn't, I know from walking with you, Lord, it doesn't mean that you're going to take the storm away, but you're going to give me the privilege of staying in the eye of that storm. And Lord, that you will protect me. And I believe what you say, God, and I love that you love that I remind you that I know what you say, Father. Thank you so much. Verse four. Mary, I will cover you with my feathers and under my wings, you will find refuge. 
my faithfulness will be your shield and your rampart. And God, as we close this, these first parts of Psalm 91, Lord, Debbie and I just sit in that. We thank you that it is your faithfulness that is our shield. It's not ours. It's not based on our behavior. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And so that's just a simple example of interacting. It's not long. It's not hard. It didn't require any special markers or journals. We just right. sat and interacted right. with the Lord. Um, so for somebody who maybe doesn't have the habit yet of reading the Word, why would you? what would you say to encourage them to begin this journey of being with God every day in His Word? Why? Well, I will say this is just start because just Mary and I doing that, I know stirs up a hunger in your heart for this. And uh, I just know that you're not going to get it right the first time. And I will tell you that even today, I've been doing this for many years, even today where I was reading in my quiet time, I chose to start over. You know why? Mm. Because I was not engaging. I was There was no intimacy or connection there. And so... Hey, just press the restart button every day. Yes, not just, perfection. No, just understand the KISS principle. Keep it simple, sweetie, or keep it simple, sir. Um, just talk to him. And we all do know how to talk, and we all know how to interact with other people. We do it all day, every day. Yes. And it's something we do with God. Yeah. And he loves it. I remember thinking that when I first started doing this, he was probably going, Oh my gosh, she's actually talking to me. She's interacting with me. Ooh, he likes yeah. that. And so when you relationally read, I'm going to close with this. The Lord just put this on my heart. What would the perfect example look like of your friend coming over and you sharing that Hawaiian experience? If it could be done over, what does true intimacy and relationship look like? Well, I guess I would be responding based on her, like she might say, Oh my gosh, you saw the volcano? It's like, well, wait, 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 stop, stop, stop. Could you just tell me about that? Mm -hmm. So I call those legal interruptions. Yeah. Because that tells me that she's really interested. And I know she's listening. Yes. She's interested in what I'm saying. And so that right there starts to build a bond. Yeah. So imagine what it does with God. Like if I start in Genesis 1, you know, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And I'm going to have to stop and say, oh, wow, God, I am sitting here with the one who create heavens and the earth. You're amazing. You see, yes. it's just so simple. It's common sense. And we do it every day. We know how to talk and we know how to talk to other people. Yes. It's so simple. And yet it's so hard because you're creating that habit. Right. You have to, but if you, what is it that you always say, um, ask the God, you ask, ask God to show me when I'm listening to any voice except his. Yeah. When he, Ask God to show you when you're listening to any other voice but his. You cannot do this by yourself. Yes. So he's he's just all about a relationship with us. I mean, John 17, 3 says, This is eternal life, that you might know him, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom he has sent. And that's why Paul said, I fear that you're going to turn away from this pure and simple devotion to Christ. Yes. This isn't complicated, but... You see, I believe that the reason that we approach the Word of God the old way is because that was a preconceived notion. Oh, you can't talk to God. You can't do that. And now we're the new creatures in Christ. We're new. We can. We have a throne of grace we can come boldly to. And we don't have a high priest who can't sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who has, has gone through all the things we've gone through, yet he's never sinned. So there's that understanding that he's approachable, that he knows 
I mean, just the, the understanding that, yes, in the book of Job, he did allow Job to go through all those things. He even asked Satan if, has he considered a servant Job? Yeah. Right? Right. And then at the end of Job, you got to get to the end. God makes a point and says to Job's friends, you haven't been right in what you have said about me because they were listening to the wrong voice. Yes. Wanting to rescue their friend. But interesting, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. They have Job. He has Job go. He says, I'm going to have Job come and pray for you guys. Mm. Isn't that interesting yeah. after all that had gone on? So Job had been conversing with God all along through all of this. And it's that intimacy that he had with the Father that helped him not check out. Not that he didn't want to check out. Right. But there's so many examples in Scripture where you, you don't just all of a sudden become obedient. Yeah. It's Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, the fire. No, we're not going to bow down. Uh, well, if you don't have a relationship like Mary and I are talking about, uh, you're going to buckle. Yeah. Right? Amen. Yeah. yeah. What a great note to end this particular podcast on because it's so encouraging that we get to come boldly before the throne of grace. I pray that you were encouraged. I pray that you got your Bible out and you practiced with us. And as soon as this is over, that you are in a place that you can go and open your Bible and sit and just let the word woo you to the Father, that you would interact and that God would reveal himself to you in such intimacy that it makes you want to spend more and more time. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for listening to Kingdom Conversations. We look forward to you joining us next week.